0: Welcome to Sister Strong, a podcast and video series all about possibility. I'm your host, Betsy Wiersma. This podcast and video series is our way to share insights and experiences and ideas to help all people as we stand together for health and happiness. It's ideas for your toolkit and ways to go on this journey together. Tonight, sharing her amazingness, her expertise, our wonderful sister,
1: Lauren Miller. Welcome Lauren. Thank you Betsy, I'm, I'm grateful to be here and it's great to see your, your beautiful face in the midst of uncertainty surrounding us. And yet the cool thing is, is in spite of uncertainty, we can make the choice to be certain. And that's, that's really the invitation here with any stressful or anxious moment in life is to simply get off the stage of the drama, drop back into your body, lean back into your body be aware of your surroundings. Part of that is that deep breath that you can do in terms of breathing in the strength of God, exhaling any anxiety, because stress kind of slithers in and then goes through to the path of least resistance. So whether or not you have a fear of the future, uh, a past regret, a fear of safety, being alone, being enough, being able to make it, surviving physically, emotionally, or spiritually, stress has a masterful way at traveling into that path of least resistance and magnifying that space within you. To the point, and I often often refer to stress as being a little mini-possession, all of a sudden, you're in this place of, of well-being and confidence, and then shazam. You're tossed into the lap of anxiety and, and fear and worry and doubt. And it, and it happens in different ways for different people. I've, I've yet to meet a human being that said that they've never experienced an anxious or stressful moment. And everyone's unique, so it's easy to, to cast stones on people who don't process life the same way that you do and particularly during a time like this with the coronavirus going on it's it's really easy one of the statements i was meditating on the other day is uh, dear god give me the grace not to use my own fears to judge other people for not fearing enough or fearing too much because our weakness can become an excuse for ugly behavior. Our own fears, our own self-doubts, our own worries can actually become an excuse for judgment, uh, casting stones, shunning people. And and as we were talking about earlier, and, and Lynn was bringing this up, is to ask yourself that question, what am I in control of? Because stress is actually the power you give to outside circumstance to define what you believe you're capable of handling successfully? What do you believe you are capable of handling successfully? That's the question to really lean into. And perhaps your answer is, well, I don't think I can handle this. Great, that's authenticity. And nothing thrives in a state of war. So when you're resisting that sense of seeing yourself or where you are. My name is Lauren and I'm stressed out about this. Wow. Okay. Now I'm not fighting against myself. As soon as you come to, to, uh, that incredible clear encounter with the authentic version of you in the midst of a stressful situation and you name it as soon as you can label it. Okay. My name is Lauren and I'm, I'm fearful. I don't know how this is going to turn out. I don't know. Am I going to lose all my clients? Am I, am I, go, am I going to uh, lose all of the programs that I had developed? I don't know. So you can do something with that because you've already walked through the archway of authenticity. It creates a label. I'm afraid. What are you afraid of? I'm anxious. What specifically are you anxious about? The more specific you can get, what you're doing is you're quarantining your stress. You're not allowing it to run viral in your body. So as many as containers as you can create, the more you put yourself in the driver's seat. And the way that this looks is as as a stressor comes up, the only way you know that it's hit you is in your body. It's the only way you know when you have been hijacked, when you've given more power to something outside of you. Circumstance, situation, a phrase someone said, it triggered you, someone didn't include you, you weren't asked to be a part of this next project. Whatever it is, the first place you feel it is in your body. And that's the indication that you've been hijacked. You've spilled out of yourself to something outside of you that is determining and and causing temporary amnesia Preventing you from remembering that, yes, in fact, you've gone through difficult times before, and you can do it again. When I was going through advanced cancer and divorce at the same time, it was an incredible earth school opportunity. And I was just talking to my my parents about this this evening. I said, you know, the one thing I'm really grateful for, because we all went through it together in 2006, is that I have those files and everyone who's listening to this podcast today, you all have your own files of difficult times. And I encourage you to go through those files and pick out the files that you can remember being victorious during a similar emotional experience that you're feeling right now. If it's anxious, go back to your files. When was the last time you felt anxious? When the situation was so out of control? Yeah, granted, most of the time, You might push back and say, I've never gone through an experience like this. Well, either have I. And have you ever felt anxious before? Yeah, yeah, I felt anxious. Great, let's start there. Let's go back through your files, pull out that one file where you were anxious, open that up because you're still here now. So obviously you survived. So you go through that file, you think, okay, what did I do back then? The way that neuroscience works in neuro-linguistic programming, it's it's called timeline therapy. If you could go through your past files and pull out one thing, one event that contradicts your impoverished view of reality. I can't handle this. Great, let's look back on your files and let's find a file where you thought you couldn't handle it. And my goodness, you started to tune into available resources and you did handle it. As soon as you tune into that mentally, and sometimes we got to really quiet the mind because when you've been hijacked by an exterior circumstance, it gets really loud. That's why breathing, deep breathing, coming into the castle, pulling up the drawbridge, reconnecting to the strength of God within you, remembering you are not your circumstance. I was telling my dad tonight, I said, I've been really reflecting on one particular incident where I was standing in front of the mirror and I didn't recognize myself physically because I didn't have hair, eyebrows, eyelashes, or breasts. And it's seared in my memory, but that's the file I go back to, that's the file I've been going back to. I just open that up and I take a peek. And I think to myself, wow, I never, ever, ever dreamed that I would be able to get through that. When I was going through that, I remember throwing myself on the floor and saying, dear God, if I'm meant to live with my three young kids at the time, they were eight, 10, and 12, because I was diagnosed one week prior to my final divorce court date, then carry me. Remind my mind of what my soul always knows, that the strength within me is bigger than anything outside of me. And so when I pull that file out of being bald and breathless and not knowing if I'd make it past that five-year mark that the doctors were trying to get me to, then I can say to myself, with complete honesty, and you can too, when you tune into that one event that contradicts your impoverished view or strong negative emotion of reality, you can say, wow, I have been through difficult times before. Look at that. Wow. And I'm willing to believe by God's grace that I can do it again. I did it before and I'm willing to believe now moving forward easily and naturally that I can do it again. And I'm willing to give more authority to that memory that's ingrained in experience. So you have an anchor, you have done it before god has given you the strength to conquer before and it's like a domino effect to the present moment i'm willing to believe now moving forward i can do it again easily and naturally and so you're looking for those anchors from your past you're also looking for those present quarantining statement what's my main emotion where do I feel it in my body? What's my authentic feeling in this in this moment? That's a container. Well, I'm feeling anxious. Okay, that's not specific enough. Let's get a little more specific. What specifically are you feeling anxious about? I don't know. I just wake up and I'm anxious. Let's talk about this. Let's calm your body a little bit. I've done a lot of the EFT tapping. In fact, I was trained by Gary Craig, who was the founder of this of this technique, EFT, emotional freedom technique. And we had several conversations, Gary and I, when I was going through advanced cancer and divorce, because he was fascinated with my experience of two of life's top stressors at the same time. Two things to remember about this process of tapping on these points, it's becoming more and more popular these days, is to be very, very specific, rather than saying, I'm just so anxious, I can't think. And very, very consistent. meaning. You're specific and you're consistent, meaning you get very, very specific. What are you anxious about? Well, I'm anxious that, I'm anxious about having to let go of my employees. Okay, that's real. That is some real stuff there. Let's start there. I'm anxious because I love these people and I've got to temporarily, whatever the situation is, Tell them I can't afford to pay them. That's some real stuff there. Now we can jump in. Once you have that specificity, then you can start the EFT process, even though I'm freaking out, I'm so anxious, I love these people, and I don't want to let them go. I am willing, by God's grace, to love and accept myself as I am in this moment, even though, I'm really anxious about this because I love these people. I am willing to love and accept myself as I am in this moment, now moving forward. And you say that statement three times. Then you just say the reminder phrase, I'm anxious. Anxious. Anxiety around letting the people go that I love. Anxiety around letting go of the people I love. This anxiety, this anxiety. You say the first round of your negative emotion. Second time around, you... You alternate. I'm anxious about letting these people go. I'm willing to return to peace and confidence. I'm anxious about letting them go. I've gone through difficult things before and I'm very resourceful. I'm willing to believe that I can come up with a creative solution to honor the people entrusted to my care when the time is right. I'm anxious about letting them go. I choose to be creative and explore my options to do this in a way that shows how much I love my people. I'm anxious about letting them go. I choose to do it in a loving, kind, and supportive way. I'm anxious about letting them go. Then the third round is all positive, all positive. I'm willing to return to peace and calm. I've gone through difficult things before. I didn't sign up for this, and I choose to do it with integrity, love, and compassion. I'm willing to surprise myself at how I'm able to offer support and kindness to the people entrusted to my care. I choose peace and calm. Don't I have to stay here in this anxiety? Doesn't this anxiety show me that I care about my people? Show them that I care about them people if I'm anxious? Now this is a whole other session I'm talking about here, but you can throw this phrase in. Doesn't it show my people I really care if I have this anxiety? Don't I have to be anxious about this? I wonder if there's another way. That's that shift statement. I wonder if there's another way. I wonder if there's a a lighter way to go about this, about this situation, easily and naturally. I'm willing to explore that. I've been resourceful before. I'm willing to activate that part of my brain. Thank you, God, for the creativity you've given me. This is a time to be creative. I'm willing to surprise myself at how creative and calm and confident and loving I am now moving forward so the first round you're quarantining it in your statement be very specific what are you anxious about what are you fearful about get very specific keep asking the question so you get down to the real root of the issue that's going on then you say your setup statement three times then you do one round of tapping with a negative emotion the other one you alternate and the third round you do it with just the positive This is creating, there's other ways to create containers. But in the interest of time, I'm doing kind of, this is a crash course that you can apply your situation to it. So I've talked about two things so far. I've talked about the timeline, therapy, pulling out a file from your past, now moving forward. I've gone through difficult times before. How do I know this? Because I can pull this file out. I was standing bald and breathless. I didn't even recognize myself. I didn't know how I was gonna make it with three young children, and here I am. I've done difficult things before, and by God's grace, dear God, remind my mind of what my soul knows. I can do this with your strength within me. I can do this. Whatever language you wanna use to yourself to re-engage that divine intellect, it's divine intellect, because we have very restricted thinking Actually, a, a fun, kind of an interesting fun fact is that the average IQ is 100. Einstein was rocking about 165. When we are in a strong negative emotion, whether that be fear, whether that be resentment, regret, anger, uh, hatred, we actually bump down our IQ 30 points to 70. 70 is the benchmark for cognitive disability, mild cognitive disability, formerly known as mild mental retardation. So if we wonder why we see some crazy behaviors going around, just know where they're fueled. We've bumped down 30 points. We're doing the best we can. It'll give you a little compassion Ah. to understand the brain. And 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 when when you next time that you see a, a war over toilet paper going on, no judgment, just understand, we've lost those those points. Again, choose to be while you're moving forward. I want to. Sh- can I share my screen real quick, Betsy?
0: Uh, yes. And Jane, if you don't mind muting yours, we're just recording Lauren right now on a podcast. And Lauren's going to
1: change her, uh, she's going to share screen. So I just want to, I just want to share this, this one sheet. This is a one sheet I give to clients, but I, as I was kind of praying about tonight, I thought this might be helpful. Um, this is actually something to help you set your mind. Set your mind. By using your spirit to commit to three adjectives, three words, three adjectives that describe the person you're committed to being. Met. I think I think we have someone am I hearing Jane, that or is that
0: I think Jane, could you mute your word? uh sorry. Yeah, lower <laughs> left just a few I don't few.
1: know, lower left.
0: Ah mute your mic. Thank you. Sorry. <laughs> Okay. No
1: worries at all. No worries at all. So so basically this is a one sheet, and you guys can just draw this out on a piece of paper, but that's at the center, three words that describe the person I'm committed to being this week. And then you then you go through what is one spiritual practice, one spiritual practice that will support the, the person I'm committed to being. One of the one of the words that I picked for this week is humble. To be in, in a humble place of, of gratitude and service. So humility was one of my my words. One spiritual practice that was for the I'm, being, I'm committed to being. My spiritual practice was before I get out of bed and before I get into bed is to hit my knees and to be thankful that I'm alive. To be able to be a light in the world as, as God would desire to use me. The next one is one way your thought life will support the person you're committed to being i do not trust my mind my will or my emotions i have a very active mind so i know when i have dead time between clients or between activities i don't i can't trust my mind because there's ants as as we're taught in neuroscience come marching in automatic negative thoughts And they'll have a heyday between my two ears. So I've learned to guard my mind. And if I don't, then I'm hijacked. So one way that I'm protecting my thought to be humble is I'm listening to podcasts. I'm listening to scriptures. I'm listening to words that edify my soul and keep me in that humble, grateful place. The next place you go is what is one choice of emotional response I'm committed to being um, that will help. That will support the person I'm committed to being. Well, my one word is to be humble. So, one emotional support is when I'm feeling prideful. It's not a matter of if; it's a matter of when I have those prideful, defensive moments. And it could be me defending my own emotion, and therefore I give an excuse for ugly behavior, which I talked about earlier. Very careful of that, you guys. That is a very slippery little slope. We. We're in one emotional state and we get mad at other people because they're not joining us. (laughs) We defend our fear. We defend our uh, anxiety or our negative emotions if other people aren't understanding things the way we see them. And then the third way, the fourth way is your body. What's one way that I can uh, commit to being humble this week? Well, it's the posturing of kneeling. Uh, That's a very humbling position for me. And so being a strong type A, D on the disc chart, I I need a little kneeling to humble myself. And so that, these are the four different areas. So again, what are your three words to describe the person you're committed to being? Humble, enthusiastic, grateful, whatever your words are, you do this every Sunday night for three weeks. How is my spiritual practice gonna support this? Is my thought life, what am I gonna do to? keep track of my thoughts and make sure they support the words I'm committed to being, your emotions, as well as your body. And everyone's going to be different with us. Again, I've been doing this for over 15 years and what I've really learned, the longer I do it, every human being is very special and very unique. What works for one person is not going to work for other people, which is why I've offered three different tools tonight. Uh, The timeline, of remembering I've done it before, I can do it again. The EFT for our kinesthetic learners, as, as well as our uh, auditory learners to hear your voice speaking it. And then visual learners, which is that one sheet to offer the visual learners something to be able to see and to commit to and write down. And so, so these, these are three different stress relief techniques. There are hundreds of stress relief techniques. These three are, are three that are, are pretty easy to grab and go and take forward.
0: Well, Lauren, tell everybody, of course, you're super fantastic. This is the tip of an iceberg. You have tons of books and recordings and so many things. Could you tell people how to get a hold of you and how to find you?
1: Sure. Just my my main website, laurenemiller.com, laurenemiller.com. Particularly in in, in this specific time, I'd encourage you to go to the Programs tab at the top. Just click on that. The drop-down menu will, will take you to stress relief programs, click on that because I have put several tutorials up there on that page for you to learn how to apply that, specifically that EFT technique, because it was a real quick go tonight. Um, and even more importantly, my podcast, Edge God In, not out, in, edgegodin.com. And that's, that's my podcast. And, and I feel that that's actually when you're talking about planting good seeds in the world, that's probably probably the one that that is most needed, particularly in, in these times. So edgegodin.com.
0: Well, thank you, Lauren, for um, coming and helping to share just this three fantastic techniques for stress relief here with all of us in the Camp Experience Network and the World. Thank you all for listening to Sister Strong, the podcast and video series to just help us go through this together and stand up for a happy and healthy life. This is part of the Global Sisterhood Podcast Network Women with a Voice on Purpose for Good. Please share our helpful messages for others who are looking for uplifting ideas for a happy and healthy life and a great connection to a sisterhood who really cares about you. I'm your host. Betsy, we're